Welcome back to Grid. I'm Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moves himself, Mo Nuwara. No, this is not a tie dad. And yes, if you are waking up on Friday morning, you're getting ready to go to work, you're commuting, you're on the train, maybe you do an early workout, you're going for a run, and we are popping up in your feed early, or if somehow you're just a night owl on Thursday night after watching the Steelers probably continue to shellack the Carolina Panthers. It's currently 38-14 at time of recording. Yeah, we're doing it early. Had some scheduling things, some balls up in the air, so we were capping up to the last minute. Mo was yelling at me for yelling at him, and uh, here we are. We're speaking of. Uh, go for it. Going up to the last minute, you didn't. You didn't tweet our picks. I did not. There was no time. I was working, and then I was capping. So, for the record, I was on Steelers. Bert was on Steelers. Mo was on Steelers. And Donnie Blue Dicks on the Panthers. One fish on the Panthers over here. <laughs> Still time left, boys. Still plenty of time left. I, 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 ooh. I want to call some plays, but I also do not want to get sued by the National Football League. That would be a very bad idea. Bert Minotti, you've been quiet, but you are several IPAs deep. What's the score in the Sabres game? Nobody cares about that. Am I the only one sober on this podcast? Yes, I, I just poured a glass of wine, so I am still sober. No beer this in the will, fridge. This, this will not be the Thanksgiving massacre. Oh of my god! If you but, got, if you guys are new <laughs> and you need some lulls, uh, Spotify is the best. Uh, thank you to Spotify for opening up the doors for all podcasts because streaming podcasts, even back from when we started, you can do it instantaneously as opposed to like scrolling through and having to download on iTunes or whatever podcatcher. So that's a great way to do it. But yeah, we did, we did a dumb, like who's li- nobody is listening to podcasts during Thanksgiving, but we decided it was a good idea to do like a three hour podcast. All hammered. Terrible idea. And our picks were a oh disaster. About what did we do? One and four that week? <laughs> the, I was on five. The, I whiffed on everything. The new standard here at Gridiron Gamble, one and four. Uh, shout out to our friends at Sharpside dot com download the app whether you have an ios or an android device you can track your picks follow the leaderboard drop some advice nuggets much love to the roto grinders family that is propagating us and sending us elsewhere if you are new to the show we would love for you to subscribe rate and review we are in the las vegas super contest trying to win 1.4 million dollars we're in the middle of the pack so we're not doing very well but we are still trying Nonetheless, each of the four hosts here, we get one pick, and then the fifth pick comes from our aggregate power rankings, and we start each show by looking at the split games where there are two hosts on one side and two hosts on the other. And the two games this week are the Chargers at the Raiders and the Lions at the Bears, two divisional matchups mo you are the highest on both of these one of them being in your top five so we'll start with the bolts at the raiders the bolts are nine and a half point favorites they're at oakland but as we mentioned in the tuesday pod this feels like rule of outlier old mo i don't think would ever 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 click 
minus nine and a half on the road here, but turning a new leaf. What you got on this game, Mr. Nawara? I'm a changed man. You saw me last week. I picked the Bills. I picked the Chiefs. They both rolled to, or not the Bills, fading the Bills. Uh, they both rolled to crushing victories. And man, this looks like this week's version of that. Um, Raiders stock as low as possible, and Chargers stock is really high. So why isn't this line like 14? Someone's got to explain this one to me. Um, I feel like this has to be north of 10. Um, like 10 and a half is the absolute lowest I can go on this one. If you look at this game and you compare it to this Chiefs cards game, um, they're basically saying these games are about the same. Like one team is about equally better than the other one. Um, on both of these, but the Chargers are probably just about as good as the Chiefs, and the Cardinals are definitely better than the Raiders, to me. So, I don't understand this line. Um, The Raiders are the worst team. They have to be the worst team. Not only do they have horrific talent, but they have awful coaching, awful management, everyone's checked out, uh, lost by 30 to a Niners team that the Cardinals beat twice. So, yeah, I'm not seeing why this isn't closer to 14. While Mo is talking, Marquise Pouncey literally put the mandible claw on Eric Reed for anything. Well, ben, what is he doing? Ben Roethlisberger lit. Like, if anybody has ever watched WWE, other than putting the sock on his hand, like his hands were in Eric Reed's mouth. Uh, Mo, I think you're right. And the old me crept in here. I just clicked Raiders and put them at the bottom. Three out of 13 because I couldn't physically pick the other side. But as I was writing my notes for this matchup uh, in big, bold letters, I just put offense is greater than defense. The Chargers are third in offense DVOA, second on the pass whereas the Raiders are 31st in defense, 32nd against the pass. They were shredded. Granted, it was by the goat of goats, Kyle Shanahan, uh, but it was something Nick Mullins that was actually doing the work on the field. So I don't love this game, but uh, just because of gambling rules, I I clicked them and and put them low. Uh, Nobody had really much conviction. Brett had the Chargers as a one. He was the other person laying the points. DP had the Raiders also put them at a one. DP, do you want to weigh in at all in this contest? No, I feel pretty much exactly like you do. Alrighty then, Burt Minotti, you're you're Hargers. You couldn't you couldn't put them any higher. No, there's a theme here with this card. I, I looked at all three of these games with ten point spreads. I clicked the favorite and threw it at the bottom. Yeah, three. So I, I did. I did three, to do. three, two, one, blast off. Uh, except for the Chiefs, you you, you couldn't click the Chiefs. You guys well, got to eliminate your feeders. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, the other split game, Lions at Bears. Both Mo and DP the highest. Both had the Bears. Mo, since you let off last time, I'll go to DP. DP, this was your preseason future. You've got that Bears ticket in your pocket. Why do you like Chicago late in the six and a half here? Wait, I picked the Bears? I should have picked the Lions. Okay. So, okay. So let's uh, let's go ahead real quick, and I'll just play the sounder for... We'll kick it off with Mo in Lone Wolves. <laughs> 
the drunk cast. I'll have to go back and make sure that none of the maths are wrong. Mo, you're alone on the Bears. Nearly put them on your card. What you got here on Chicago? Yeah, I was going to say, drunk pot off to a very drunk start. Can I just say, somebody handed me some of these Oreos with pistachio cream. Holy shit, these are good. Um. Anyways. I actually kind of want to love the Bears here. Khalil Mack back, uh, all the way healthy, I think. Um, and then we've got also bad weather here in Chicago. Team mile per hour wins. I feel like that favors the Bears. They're going to be trying to get their short passing game cooking, whereas like uh, the Lions kind of more rely on the deep ball, uh, much more so than the Bears, I would say. Chicago actually plays defense and is actually better on offense too. So I feel like they're pressing the Bears barely there, but I think they're a decent amount better here. Plus, sharper coaching staff. I just uh, actually capped the Bears closer to 10, and uh, I kind of want to love the Bears, but uh, they're kind of in a jumble in my second tier where I had a kind of a hard time differentiating some of these games. You capped this at 10? 10. New just a little, just a little south of ten. It's a new day. You are out of your mind, D- Trubisky. DP, you're the resident Bears guy. You have a Bears win total in your pocket. <laughs> Let me do I that. do have a Bears win total in my pocket. That's fine. They can still win the game and cover by less than six and a half. Six and a half is a ton of points. Anything else? That's it. Just a lot of points. No, it's just a ton of points. I think that the stock is kind of low on this Lions team, especially after last week. And I don't think, I mean, I think the Bears are all right, but they're not world beaters. I mean, six and a half for the Bears for Mitch Trubitsky. You guys tell me every week the guy's horrible, and then Moe's just ready to line up and lay 85 points with this team. The Lions, they keep covering these games. What do you want? The Lions faced a real defense inside and couldn't score a point. What the hell is going to happen when they face a real defense outside in the weather? In 15 mile per hour, windy city, Chicago, cold weather. Well, remember that defense doesn't matter. That's that's one thing that's important to remember. Does not matter. Right, but Chicago is one of the teams that does actually make a difference with its defense because it, it generates a pass rush. Uh, Bert, you were audibly upset there at the ten capping. Of course, you you have the other side here. The slide is a lone wolf. What you got here? Yeah, I don't think Chicago is that much better than Detroit. I actually think Stafford can move the ball here with his big athletic receivers. They have some pretty significant high, uh, size match uh, mismatches against these Chicago corners. Um, Theo Riddick is back. They actually have a semblance of a running game now with carry on Johnson and it's Trubisky in windy conditions coming off a win where he did literally nothing. It's Trubisky laying six and a half. Get out of here. Yeah. I obviously like the Lions here because it is a lone wolf. Uh, one thing, the look ahead, he- look ahead line was four. So yep. so just two and a half points based on nothing. Uh, the Bears may be the most overvalued team in the NFL right now. They've covered by, they've covered a combined 17 points over the last two weeks, and they've won by a combined 46 points. Uh, Trubisky's still bad. The offense is still average at best. My biggest fear, and this is why I had it low. In in the past, I would have this would be a slam dunk trying to fade Trubisky. But the Lions' offense looked very constipated 
without Golden Tate. I, th- I think they're still trying to find themselves with Galladay and Jones on the outside alone, and I still don't love the secondary here. Darius Slay is, has, has not been fantastic, um, but I just think it's way too many points for Trubisky to be laying on the road, so that is why I selected the Lions. Mo, you have another lone wolf. It is rule of outlier, but on the other side, this is a historically bad offense, but somehow you click them. Somehow you put them near your card, and you are fading our boy Cade. What's going on here, Mo? Man, I just got an answer to everything right now. I'm all over. I, I, I must be like, I feel like I'm the drunk one, honestly. If you guys out there could see my top plays, this is I have lots of favorites. Let's let's I don't do that. So I don't know what happened to me this week. Um this one, although I do like the dog on this one, it seems like Josh Allen is gonna play. I think that's pretty big. He Okay, so all these Bills QBs are bad, right? But if Josh Allen's in, there's at least bad with a bigger variance bar to where he could like accidentally play good if variance lines up for him. These other guys, I just feel like, are just going to be bad no matter what. Like Allen might somehow make enough plays with his legs, make enough random throws to be good. And then one of the reasons I thought this was a really weird game was Robbie Anderson hasn't practiced, but then he played last week. I think if he plays, it would be massive in this game if he's like productive, able to be productive physically. Because him and McCown, like, I mean, McCown really had this guy cooking last year. I mean, he had this guy playing at a top 20 fantasy receiver level. So he really turns Robbie Anderson into a weapon in a way that. <clears throat> To, to me, Sam Darnold really hasn't. Um, I kind of am interested in betting the Jets in this game. If Allen is announced in and the line drops really far, like close to a field goal. But up at six and a half, I think I got to slightly lean towards the Bills, although I think it's very close. Feels like you, think, <laughs> you think the line's going to move close to a field goal if Allen is announced as the starter? I mean... I think people would want to bet on the Bills, uh, possibly at that point. I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm just saying, if it happens, I would be looking out to try to bet the Jets. I mean, I'm not saying I would be ready for it to happen. I'm saying if it did happen, I'd be on the Jets. Jets Bears, a tasty Wong teaser. Jets Eagles, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit, a very tasty Wong teaser. Not only is Mo picking some favorites this week. He's got five favorites in his top five that are laying There's a spoiler. That, All favorites, you guys. That are that are laying a combined twenty five points. Huh? <laughs> the drunk cast. Uh Brett, you are trying to tell us that the Bills are the most horrifying team in the universe yeah, and this now is, he's like this, all this... in on the Bills. This is like unbelievable. I mean, he literally said, I looked it up, it says, laugh my ass off, you guys click Bills. Wake up, guys. This team is all-time horrifyingly bad. That's a direct quote from Mo Nawara. Brett, you're the resident Bills guy. You pick the Jets. You have them in your top five. What Mo is saying has some credence in so much that, I mean, the offense is going to be bad if Josh Allen is the quarterback, but it's not going to be 
apocalyptic bad. I mean, Josh Allen was the quarterback when they won against the Vikings. They won against the Titans. Wasn't pretty, but it wasn't Derek Anderson, Nathan, the Peterman bad. But still, you're taking the Jets in the spot. Talk about the game. Yeah, a few things to consider. One, obviously, the return of Cade, our guy. And I will happily take Cade over Darnold if we're trying to win a football game. So I think we're getting a little value there already. Two, we, we really don't know who the hell is going to play quarterback for the Bills. But I I think Mo is right in that Allen gives them a better chance to win in a large sample. But this offense is still hopeless. I think Mo was right when he said this offense is a true outlier. It is that bad. And even though six and a half looks like a lot for this Jets team, considering they are a bottom three offense, it still might not be enough because of how horrific this Bills offense is. By throwing the football, the Bills actually create offense for opponents this season. Like they're handing over touchdowns, handing over prime field position it is it is truly a special year for this offense i i I think they give it away in that way i think this this jets defense is going to make some plays against whomever is starting a quarterback return of tremaine johnson to the secondary as well he was a participant in practice today for the first time he's planning on playing on sunday and that's where i do think the jets have an edge in this contest i click the jets and put them at the bottom just because i can't lay six and a half points with my fighting new york jets but they can definitely generate some turnovers regardless of who's behind center for Buffalo uh, and at least get Cade into scoring position. DP, you took the Jets. You had them in the middle of the pack. What say you on gangrene? I mean, well, I don't need to say anything on gangrene. The Bills suck. They're atrocious. Just get, this, is, I don't, this is less than a touchdown. Let's just have pile the other team. I don't care who it is. Rule Fire McDermott. Rule, really? I've been saying it since last year. The moment he replaced Tyrod, he's gone. Well, what about me. the GM? Whoever's in, in well, charge yeah, of Bean is, football. Bean's a clown too. <laughs> Fire everyone. All that dead cap. <sighs> well, that was Whaley. Yeah. <laughs> These IPAs, I love it. <laughs> Speaking of drunk, let's go to DP's Lone Wolf. DP somehow clicked the Jags. Jags are plus three at Indy. I don't get this. One iota. Mr. Peters. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know either. Listen to him. Listen to him. He doesn't have any conviction. (laughs) My last, like, four picks are just like, you know, I don't really know. This Jags one, to me, seems like a coin flip. The other ones I'm worried about that are below it are just like, I'm just eating a ton, are taking a ton of points. But I'm like, you know, are the Colts really that good? I think that they're all right, but they're due for a setback. So I'm just going to take the three points and hopefully this Jaguars defense turns something around. I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking when I did it, but really don't take anything I say with too much weight because I don't really care about this game at all. All right. Doesn't care. I know somebody who cares and who, like myself, put it in their top five. That's Mo Nuara. Mo, I'll let you lead it off. This is a great spot for the Colts. Tell the people why. Yeah, this is a putrid pick by Donnie. Um, what do you know? Shocker. This this is a this is a weird game that you have to look at in in terms of like 2018. Like if this was the line three years ago when these teams played, if you ported these exact teams to three years ago, this line would be maybe just like wrong team favored, honestly. 
But in 2018, this line's too short because both of these teams have major like weak points. But where the Colts' problem is their defense is pretty poor from a talent standpoint, although they do play hard. Um, the Jags don't have any passing game. And in 2018, that's the only thing that matters. Um, Colts are getting healthier. They're rounding into form. Uh, both of these teams are like relatively comparable, but Indy actually can complete passes. So I just rate them higher than the Jags. And so this line is telling me these teams are equal, and I don't believe that. Um, the Jags do have, obviously, a fearsome pass rush, which would be very worrisome in a lot of spots. But we have Andrew Luck, whom I trust, and an O-line vastly improved, ninth in the league in adjusted sack rate. I think they're going to be fine. And also, A.J. Boye not playing in the game is very big because definitely one worry is that Andrew Luck does tend when he's under pressure at times to try to force it into some spots. Like he does not like to take the sack and um, they would worry me a little if he was forcing it into AJ Boye coverage. But the fact that that's not going to be the case makes me feel a lot better. I feel like this line should be like five. This was in my top tier with one other game. Made all the points I was going to make. No A.J. Boye, the the biggest exclamation point I was going to add to that. Of course, they traded away Dante Fowler. The biggest point being is just that offense is greater than defense. And the Colts, the healthiest they've been all season. I love how uh, Mac has looked. Mac, Hilton, Luck, Doyle. Just seems like it'll be too much for the Jags to contain. Brett, you clicked the Colts as well. Middle of the pack. Anything to add on this game? I mean, not a whole lot. The Jags are bad. There's there's holes all over the secondary. This is just not the same unit that wreaked havoc last year, and they don't have an offense that can make up for the deficiencies on defense that did not exist last year. Uh, Leonard Fournette returns. Doesn't matter. I, I really like what Reich and Sirianni are doing with Andrew Luck and this offense. They get on the ball quickly. They keep defenses guessing. Uh, I'm excited to see the game plan they roll out here for uh, the Jags here. I think I think Indy, I, I had this higher. I, I wish I had left this higher. I, I really like the Colts in this spot. Let's talk about your lone wolves, Mr. Manati. You said that you had the three big favorites there at the bottom. So your lone wolves, Packers and Rams, both laying nine and a half to the Dolphins and Seahawks, respectively. And then you have the Giants plus three on Monday Night Football against the Niners. All at the bottom, I'll give you carte blanche as to where you want to tackle them, in what order. Go for it. I really have nothing to say about the Packers and Seahawks games. I, I thought those lines were totally fair. Uh, as for the Giants and 49ers, this one moved a point and a half after the Niners hammered Oakland last week with something Nick Mullins. Uh, the Mullins type is apparently real, but... The 49ers suck, guys. Like, how how do they stop Saquon and OBJ here? I don't know. I, I, I'm not too confident in this game at all, but I do like the Giants side. I, I really don't have a lot to say about any of these games. I just threw them all at the bottom. Let's quickly address the large... Saquon and Odell. <laughs> what? They stopped with Eli Manning. Yeah. 
Like what? I don't understand. What? What? Do you, their quarterback is horrible. He's a corpse out there, man. Yeah. The the biggest issue for the Bears is going to be the the Niners' defensive line, which has actually been pretty competitive, eighth in adjusted sack rate, and we know how poorly that Giants offensive line has performed. And on the yeah. other on the other side of the ball, you've got this Giants twenty third in defense, both overall and against the pass against Kyle Shanahan. And I just I trust Shanahan to be able to put up points against this Giants defense. So. Uh, I would favor the Niners by maybe a point, point and a half. I think this is off. I don't think these two teams are even, especially traveling east to west. I don't know. I, I really like the Niners in this spot. It's it's east to west on Monday Night Football, though. It's a long road trip. Mo, you were going to jump in there. Yeah, you nailed it, Rich. Um, these teams are relatively even in a lot of ways. It's like almost Spider-Man meme, but... The big difference is the Niners actually have a really good defensive line and pass rush. Like they were able to even overwhelm a Packers O line that's been pretty good for the most part. Um, that's like the unit on that really can separate them here. And yeah, and I think the fact that the Niners are on extra rest and the Giants are traveling cross country, I think that pretty much cancels out the Giants' uh, bye week advantage here. I think it's even on those factors. And then the pass rush for the Niners just really sets them apart and gives them at least a point of advantage to me. I don't know why, I guess, cause I didn't like a lot of these games, but I was semi high on the dolphins and Hawks plus the nine and a half. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't love them that much. I just feel like the Packers, I don't know the Packers, the Packers really confused me with that Rams game. They played so well, on defense, but I don't know if that's just an anomaly. They just got up for a big game or not. The back door seems like it would be open there. And then Hawks Rams, again, we keep saying it. And the Hawks, while they weren't amazing last week, they were a dropped pass away from potentially have it, well, not potentially, but having a two point conversion attempt to send that game into overtime. So I think they're, I don't think they're going to lay down and die against that Rams team. Uh, DP, you're the highest in those two games. You have the Hawks. In your top five, taking the nine and a half, you've been on the Rams train for the most part. What you got here? Uh, I like the way that the Seahawks always seem to match up against the Rams. I like what Pete Carroll does with his defense, despite the fact that defense doesn't seem to matter in 2018. I think that he somewhat gets it. I think it's just going to be closer than nine and a half. I mean, nine and a half is a lot of points. I know the Rams are coming off that downer last week against the Saints. I think they'll win the game, but I don't think they're going to win it uh, by more than nine and a half. I think that's just way too many points here. I have no idea if the Packers are good or not. <laughs> you know? They're not. Then they can't be laying nine and a half. Dolphins I are, kind of agree. Dolphins are at least somewhat competent. They're not great by any means. And and the thing is, the Dolphins' biggest weak point is defending the run, and the Packers just won't feed Aaron Jones. So, I want to know when Aaron Rodgers is going to grow a pair and demand a trade. This is stupid. Well, he just got all the money. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be demanding any trade anytime soon. Uh, I feel like this is the Brock Osweiler implosion game. I mean, it is definitely waiting. <laughs> you know, it's it, got it's coming. It has to be. It's right? in there somewhere. It has to be at some point. And <laughs> at Lambo, it could definitely happen. Yeah, nobody was very high on that contest. Uh, my lone wolf. I can't believe you guys keep going to the Cleveland well, especially DP. And Brett, Brett, you nearly put them on your card. DP, you put them on your card. 
I wanted to so bad. Stop it. Stop what do it. you mean? Why are you? Yeah, well, first of all, why are you singling me out? Because you have them on your card. Yes. Yeah, so who cares? What are you doing? The Falcons are a dumpster fire, man. Come on. Not this offense. What the hell are you talking about? Not this Falcons offense, man. This Falcons offense is going to shred this, this is Browns defense. borderline elite. Yeah. And this Browns defense, I know Moe's worried. Moe clicked Browns, but put them at the bottom. This was old Moe. Old Moe didn't let him take Falcons minus four because he has uh, nightmares of Matt Ryan playing outside at 1 p.m. and blowing his own dick off. But this Falcons team is going to just march up and down against Cleveland. Cleveland's defense has been performing less than average, and they're now an infirmary. They lost Kirksey for the season. Denzel Ward and Jamie Collins were both DNPs on Wednesday. They did practice on Thursday, but in a limited fashion. They'll be banged up at best. Demarius Randall has been limited all week. This defense, again, defense not mattering, is hurt and not playing well. And this Browns offense, I don't know how many times i got to tell you guys, it's horrendous. It is a horrendous offense. So where offense is all that matters, I don't know why the Falcons don't go out and blank this team on Sunday. Pizza stops. Pizza stores open if you want to. I'll take go. the money line. Plus 200. Let's go. All right. How many? You tell me. You're the one that's down 18 to me. 18. It's eight, right? No, it's it's a 10, I think. Or nine. Fucking One Trump. of those two. Donald J. Trump. It's the reason I'm down nine. We'll do uh we'll do two for one. We'll keep it clean. Well, what you got? Why am I wrong? Why are you clicking the Browns here? I think that the Falcons are not good. I just think that, you know, they played a team last week in the Redskins and they looked way better than the Falcons really are because the Redskins offense is just absolutely horrible and they lost three offensive linemen. So I mean, just what are you gonna do in that spot? The Redskins were toast from the start. Um I think this Browns team still has talent. I'm really I mean I get it. They get, they're not going to be good every single week, you know. But I think that there's a lot of variance with this team. I think that they certainly have the talent to be able to be good. And I think that they can easily move the ball. When 2018, it's really all about your offense. I think that the Bear, the sorry, the Browns will be fine in this game. I think they're going to be fine. I think you're going to see a huge letdown from the Falcons. Huge. Bert Minotti, what you got? So, so I'm over here laughing because Atlanta is now minus six and a half. <laughs> six and a half. Come on, this is this is all six and a half. What? Six and a half. I had five and a half before the podcast. Let's go. Yeah, it's six and a half. But this is stock high versus stock low, and I, I I'm with Donnie. I like the Browns money line. So two fingers Why? up to the market. Eighty one percent of the public on the road team here. Come on. This should be six and a half or seven. No, it shouldn't. This is Nick Chubb eating against a putrid Falcons run defense. I'm expecting a massive game here from the Browns running game. And as long as they have some of these starters on defense, Denzel Ward is the big one against Julio. But uh, I think they're going to be able to contain this this Falcons offense enough to keep pace and and get that dub for Greg Williams. Mo, you almost did it. Go. Mo, you almost did it. You almost clicked Falcons. I almost did because look at what the market is telling us. It's telling us this line was maybe the worst of the week. <laughs> Westgate just clicking buttons and making up lines. Yeah, I mean, oh boy. I actually <laughs> capped this at Falcons minus three, but like, market's telling me I'm a complete moron. Um, 
The problem is this is once again a team built with a good pass defense, good pass rush, good secondary. But there's only so much you can do when the other team's offense is elite. And that's where the Falcons are either sitting or pretty close to sitting. I don't know how you can defend Julio and Ridley. I mean, it seems like it's basically unguardable. Um, and we saw what happened when they played the Chiefs. They got shredded because a good passing game is literally unstoppable in 2018. So I just don't know what to do with this one. Uh, I'm staying away. All right. So to recap, I'm a lone wolf on the Falcons minus four in Cleveland. Brett's got the Giants plus three against the Niners and the Packers and Rams at home laying nine and a half, both teams to the Dolphins and Seahawks respectively. DP has got the Jags plus three in Indy and Moe is laying six and a half with the Bears against the Lions and taking the six and a half with those Buffalo Bills. The Bills make me wanna against my nah, nah, brother. No. <laughs> against my fighting New York Jets. I have not done any transitions ever for the card, but it feels like I should. So I'm gonna Can we is... edit that? Can we edit? Like, can you get an edited sounder? The Bills make me want to drink. That's tough. You're asking that's a lot. What we need. You're asking a lot from a guy that's not getting paid. Uh, you made a mixtape once. Get out of here. For Brett. We need it for Brett. I did make a mixtape, which I cannot find, by the way. My old laptop broke. Uh, so this is for for longtime hardcore fans of Fantasy Wired. You might recognize this sound because we're about to make our card, and I feel like there should be a sound transition. So here it is. Maybe that was the one, right? That was the one. Shouts to Fantasy Wired. Uh, maybe that's the juice we needed to get us going. Leading us off this week, he was our leader last week with a 2-3 and three record. Way to go, Mo. <laughs> As Mike Gundy would say. Uh, you two have, were 2-3, and three, Brett, but on the season, Mo has the better record at 64.4%. Mo, I did not know, because of what you said in the chat, you said the same thing. This is a card that is foreign to you. When you submitted your picks, you did not actually click a side. You just ranked this game 13. So I did not know which side you had. But you did have the favorite, which is a consensus pick. They are laying six and a half points, but we're taking. We're giving up all the points. We don't care. Primetime game, NFC East. Who you got here, Mo? Oh, yeah. Good point. I'm taking Rule of NFC East. Should I be worried? We all are. I got, I guess I still, I guess I just, I still believe in the Eagles. We're lining up um, with 81% of the public. My God. Love it. I guess I still believe in the Eagles. I mean, okay. Situationally, this is a, couldn't be a better spot. I mean, you got the Cowboys on short rest, you got the Eagles off a of bye. Then you have the Eagles off a of bye, not only um, coming off this bye, but also with one of their best players getting healthy. Hopefully, it looks like Lane Johnson, I think, is going to play. He's had a rough season, but maybe it's because he's been injured, and maybe he's going to be healthy and crush. And on the other side of the line, you have the Dallas front seven missing Sean Lee. 
missing David Irving, missing Taco Charlton. I think this might finally be the game where the Eagles just maul up front. Um, I capped this at 10 and a half, <laughs> and the market agrees with me that this should be north of seven because it opened six and a half, rocketed past seven, and that's where it's sitting now. So the market thinks this line was stupid. I think this line was kind of stupid, and give me the Eagles once again, although this these favorites never work out for me, but... On the other side of the ball, you I have to like this spot. We have to mention how the Eagles defensive line is a tremendous matchup here. They're first in adjusted line yards, so they're defending the run very well. And we know if the Cowboys can't get their running game going, then their entire offense falls apart. Uh Brett, you you moan there a little bit. Uh, yeah, because this is gross. But you have this as your third overall pick, so why are you complaining? Because this is going to be the most popular play in the contest this week. But it's just the right side. You can't ignore it. Like You have to keep fading the Cowboys, especially here on short rest with all of these injuries. And they look bad in two straight after destroying Jacksonville, who sucks. And now going to Philly, the Eagles off the bye. The line has moved through a key number to 7.5 on Pinnacle. Yeah, it's just got to ride with the public on this one, I guess. But, yeah, it's it's pretty disgusting. I actually feel like the Falcons are going to be the top play. They might be. Interesting. DP, you're the just lowest. the reasons to hate it. You're the lowest here on the Eagles. What are you worried about here? I got a little scared with rule of NFC East, but honestly, the Cowboys are an absolute dumpster fire team. They suck. They need to absolutely blow it all up just from the top of the organization. Jerry Jones, just sell the damn team, man. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, I like the spot a lot for the Eagles. I was worried about rule of NFC East, and I initially wanted to click the Cowboys, but then the biggest thing for me were the injuries that Mo brought up to Irving, Taco Charlton, and Sean Lee. Those guys make this defense tick. This defense, which had been playing fairly well, but without those guys, they're just not going to be able to generate the type of pressure up front that they're going to need to help mask their woes in the secondary. So like the Eagles here, they did not make my card by a pinch. I think in retrospect, they should have been in my final spot, but I'm quite happy that Mo put them on the card. Brett is up next, two and three last week. He's got a home dog. What you got, Minotti? So I absolutely love this spot for the Cincinnati Bengals. Let me find my notes here. I mean, it sounds like you're just thrilled, man. Well, I just got I just got caught up in the the football game over here. Uh, CMC just scored his third touchdown. Wow! Anyway, the Peterman reality tour. <laughs> Let's go. So yeah, I, I love everything about this spot for the Bengals uh, against the Saints, getting five and a half points. Prime letdown game for the Saints, coming off that statement win against the Rams at home that everyone watched. The Bengals, they've had extra time to prepare for this game. The look-ahead line here on this was a New Orleans minus four, so we're getting some... I feel like we're getting at least two points of value off of that. And 76% of the tickets coming in on the Saints. This one checks every box. I think the Saints might be a top-five play in the contest, too. So this is one of those gorgeous leverage leverage spots that I love to target in the Super Contest. Uh, I think we're going to be riding Joe Mixon to a money bet line Bengals outright win this week damn son 
Wow. You didn't mention the biggest concern, however. AJ Green. That is one AJ Green. Who cares? He's so soft, man. Come on. Guys, you can think he's soft. That's fair. But he's... No, no, he is soft. He's confirmed soft. He's also elite at his job. (laughs) And if Tyler Boyd is WR1, then this offense is not as good as when 18's on the field. That is my biggest concern. This is a consensus pick. DP also has this in his top five at number two, but Mo and I are both very low in this game. Mo, I'll let you begin with the concerns. What's your, what are your worries here? Well, injuries. Not only AJ Green, but Vontez Perfect. He's terrible. Yeah, Vontez sucks. I'm, we can stop worrying. We can stop. Five. He's He's been washed. <laughs> you don't have to worry about Vontez. But then if these, then who that, my question always with these bad players is how bad are their backups then? Um, Fair enough. And then my other biggest actually concern is Cincy's style of play on defense. Um, They really, they beat teams that they can overwhelm up front on defense, but that's just not going to work against the Saints. I mean, this is an elite O-line, probably not the best O-line, but top five for sure. Um, I do like that New Orleans. I feel like New Orleans is just ripe for somebody to just figure out a way to just box in Michael Thomas and then just shit on this team because who the hell else do they have weapon-wise? Des like Bryant. Throw the ball to. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you're signing Des Bryant, you're in real trouble to me. But somehow people aren't punishing them. Are the Bengals going to be the team that punishes them, though? I don't know. This secondary has not impressed me at all this year. So I'm... Ugh, this is ugly. But uh, whatever. Everyone, every time somebody dumps on your pick, it, it comes through. So <laughs> let's go, I guess. Yeah, I just feel like we need Dalton to get to like 24 here. And that concerns me. <laughs> like The Saints feel like an automatic 30 the way that 2018 is and how good their offense is. And I like the point Mo brought up about you can't really muddle up front with the Saints. Like, you have to get pressure with four so fast because of just how quickly the Saints run their plays and how quickly Breeze gets rid of the ball. And and beyond all that, they do have a good offensive line. So I do believe Cincy is the right side. Five and a half at home is a lot, but... Man, the Saints offense seems unstoppable. And they've done it outside, too. Granted, Giants, not a great defense. Bengals aren't a great defense either. But they went to the Meadowlands and scored a boatload of points there. So, kind of worrisome. But we'll roll with it. I'm up next. DP and I shared the same record last week. We were both 1-4. and four, But I have a slight edge on Donnie for the season. And... This game stuck out to me last Sunday. I didn't even know what the line was. I didn't even know who the opponent was going to be for the Washington professional football team, for the racial slurs. But as soon as I saw Brandon Sheriff and Sean Laval get knocked out for the season, I was like, hmm, want to really target that team because their offense is really bad with those guys, what is it going to look out, look like without them? Add on top of that that Trent Williams is trending towards missing a second consecutive game. Morgan Moses was 
a uh, limited participant on Thursday after missing on Wednesday. They're signing guys off the street to block up front for, again, an offense that has been terrible. And on the other side of the ball, you've got a Bucks team, which is not great on the defensive end, but I don't know if the slurs can even exploit that. I don't know if they can get the ball downfield to their playmakers because they've not proven to me in good matchups that they can do so. And while the Fitzpowder keg is primed below at all times, they're going to move the ball. They're going to score some points. So in order to compete, the slurs are going to have to find a way to put some drives together. And I just don't know if that's going to be able to be the case. I think the Bucks are going to be able to win comfortably here uh, and take advantage and take advantage of that poor offensive front for the Washington racial slurs. So I am on the Bucks minus three points. This made Brett's top five. It made Moe's top five. DP, you're the lowest. What are your trepidations here on having the keg on the card? Yeah, it's just having the keg on the card. I mean, other than that, this would have been higher. Redskins are just – as soon as all those linemen got hurt and you saw just the fact that their offense just can't even operate with them in, like you mentioned, I mean, it's just it's just pile on anyone that's against the, the Redskins uh, going forward. Bert, your squad, your your poor, your 80-to-1 ticket, did you shred it yet? Did you – you're still holding on to it just in case? Well, we're still holding on. They're, they are, five, what, 5-3 five and three now? Five and, yeah, 5-3. and three. Uh, it must be the worst five and three team in NFL history. Is, is this well, rule, they are now? Is this rule of Burt's Super Bowl uh, futures that when they get to the playoffs, they have worse odds than when you book them in the summer? That'd be hilarious. Remember that with the Texans? The Texans? The you, had a, you had a Texans ticket, and when yeah, they, made they were worse. The worse odds when they made the playoffs. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, this Redskins team is now reminiscent of the Redskins team we saw last year. I don't even know what this offense is now. Like, are they really just going to keep jamming Adrian Peterson into into your lineman? Because this offensive line is wrecked. And yeah, you want to exploit this Bucks pass defense, but how are you going to do that? Who is he throwing the ball to? Maurice Harris. Harris. Something Maurice Harris. Josh Doxson. Just just throw the most impossible balls. Yeah, never to Josh throw Jackson, it, and he will come down with it. Never Otherwise, throw it. Never throw it between his numbers. It's yeah. getting dropped. Degree of difficulty always a ten to Josh Doxson, and he'll make the play. But yeah, this this offense is oh my god. Chris Thompson's already out. We're we're gonna need Fernand David now. And the Bucks are the right side here. Mo, anything you want to add on Tampa Bay? We got the keg on the card, baby. I think yeah, I think Morgan Moses is the is the only starter left on this O line, and they're sticking a rookie in at left tackle this week. This is going to be a disaster. This was already a bad offense. Um, the they still have a much much better D, but defense doesn't matter. And yeah, Tampa Bay will be able to put together enough drives. I mean, the only way, the only way the Bucks don't win this game and probably cover is if Keg is absolutely nuclear. I'm talking four picks nuclear. <laughs> well, that is in the range of outcomes. It is in the range of outcomes. The keg is it's primed. Like a 50-50 chance that that happens. The keg is primed. All right, DP. But, but, I mean, even Cut. when they went nuclear the last few weeks, they just stormed back down 30. So if they just pretend like it's 30 to nil to start yeah. the game, uh, they're going to win this by like 20. All right, DP gets to round us off by once again. 
fading his beloved New England Patriots. Yeah, I mean, this is a little bit scary, but come on. The, the Titans defense is good, and the thing that the Patriots can't do this year, I mean, they can't play good on the road. They look like crap every time they go on the road. And they don't do well when the other team's front seven gets after Tom Brady, who hasn't looked good all year long, even when he has time to throw. So I don't really know what the Patriots are going to be able to do here in terms of moving the ball to cover six and a half on the road. I think this is going to be a very, very close game. Just just for the love of God, Marcus Mariota, just don't be a total moron and just be smart. Just give the ball to your best player on offense, that is Deion Lewis, and get us enough points to cover here. Because If Marcus Mariota can just not be a total idiot with the ball and protect it and not turn it over, then I think that this is a slam dunk, easy cover. I would not be surprised in the slightest if the Titans come out with a win here, oh straight up. God. No. That's, that's fiery. I would be. I'd be shocked. Mo, you're the lowest, and by the tone of that voice, I can tell that you are not happy about having. Yeah, I wish I had my veto right now. Um, I wish. Yeah, why? You could put the Bills on the card. No, I would not be putting the Bills on the card. <laughs> I would be putting the Colts on the card because some idiot clicked on the other side of that game. Um, <laughs> where the hell are my notes on this one? All right, the biggest problem with this one. This should be obvious. We have a team with a rookie coach on short preparation against Goat Belichick. That is a disaster waiting to happen. Um, and then you have the fact that Sony Michelle, it looks like he's going to come back. I know we always say running backs don't matter, but I think when you're putting him in for a wide receiver, it could actually matter here. Because running backs do not matter. Corderell Patterson proved the point that running backs do not matter. Take some pressure off puke Brady here. There was short money on the Titans, though. Like, I will say that maybe points to that this might be the right side. I mean, 85% of the public smashing their bets in on New England, but then the line moved down. So I don't know. I guess it's probably fine. But, like, yeah, if I saw my veto, I would be using it right now. So many revenge games, guys. Not only Mike Vrabel which Mo noted, Deion Lewis revenge game, and then the absolute ultimate revenge game, even though he's awful and he's playing bad. It's the Malcolm Butler revenge game, guys. He was benched in the Super Bowl. He's terrible. 17 pick sixes this game. He's going to smoke. Logan Ryan, too, on the other side, buddy. Oh, yeah, Logan Ryan revenge game. Oh, my God. McCordy, one of those McCordy twins is on the Titans too. Yeah, so many revenges. No, 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 no. Both the McCordys are actually on the Patriots. I know. Yeah, I was one of say, them. Don't both McCordys play for the Pats? Yes, but one of them was on the Titans. All of the revenge in this contest. Minotti, you ripped off your blinders. This is a consensus pick. You got the Titans in your top five, kiddo. Can you, Hell yeah! Can you soothe Mo's worries a bit? I'm still fully all in on this Titans team, especially this defense. And what have we said time after time? The Patriots are awful against mobile quarterbacks. And Mariota kept them in this matchup last year at Foxborough. I I love this spot for a backdoor. This might be Patriots by a couple touchdowns, but the Titans are going to find a way to cover this at the end. Yeah, don't love it. I had it at the bottom of my top five, and what I was mentioning before is I'm I, looking back. I I think I should swap the Eagles with this, but 
You guys make valid points. Brady is puke. Titans defense playing well. Patriots on the road have been super puke. And, of course, the mobile quarterback note that I also had here. Uh, and then above everything else, as Mo noted, this is the Illum Spot of the Week. All those Pats fans going down to Nashville are going to be so depressed or Memphis or whatever hell this stupid game is. Well, they're not going to lose. So we had five consensus picks this week. Four of them have made the card already. The fifth will not. It is the Cardinals plus 16 and a half. Will not be on the card. The other game that will not be on the card is the Colts. Because of Donnie's selection, it was edged out by this majority pick, which I will click in a moment once I can find it. Here we go. The Collective chooses the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. Vito, Vito, get that the fuck out of here. You can't, <laughs> can't, can't veto the collective pick, buddy. Why not? Because. Let him veto the collective pick. What? I mean, I, listen, I don't give a shit what happened. Nick Mullins on the card. Yeah. Nick Mullins is good, man. Coming off a 30-point win. Galt Mullins. All right, whatever. I say we let him use his veto, too. It's his veto. Right. No, if it look at the rules are rules. If, if we haven't been, been vetoing, yeah, we make the rules, dude. Yeah, there, there are this isn't like the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> if you feel very strongly, I mean, I don't like the team you're going to put on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I mean, it would be the Jets. Put the Colts yeah, on, please, please put the Colts. I actually, on. I actually do like the Colts. I put them way too low. The Colts would be were one point off. Yeah, you know what? If if DP picked any. If if DP even clicked the Jags a few ticks lower, the Colts would have been on the card. I'm fine putting the Colts on there. I don't I don't like this 49ers pick at all. We can put the Colts on. Put them on. Colts are on. Sarah, uh... where's the sounder? Give me that sounder. Well, is it? A, are you using your veto? Oh, this is a veto. This is a veto. Yes, this is a veto. Oh, because I was looking up. I'm filibustering now because I'm looking up horse sounds. <laughs> I just clicked the first. <laughs> yes, this is. A... I, I guess the only thing that's weird is nobody gets the free veto against Brett. But well, yeah, it's the thing. There's I'm not, I, I'm not counting this as a veto. I think we're all happy with the Colts being the collective pick. Okay, I'm good with Colts. Yeah, obviously. I should have had this higher anyway. So yeah, I had them right next to each other in my top five. Mo did as well. I don't, Donnie. I don't know what you're doing here. Listen, if Brett should have had him higher, then I should have picked the Colts. It's the same, same, man. <laughs> what? This is drunk cast AF. This is IPAs as fuck. Oh, shit. All right, so the card. Four consensus picks. Bucks, Bengals, Titans, Eagles, all at home. Two of them home dogs. Two of them favorites. And then we've got the Indianapolis Colts, another home favorite, minus three at home against the Jaguars. And that's the card. And that is the Thursday drunk cast. There's another tight ad on my television, I think. And it is really tilting my face off. Follow these guys on Twitter, 
at Brett Colson, C-O-L-L-S-O-N, at Mo Nuwara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H, and at Donnie underscore Peters. Remember, if you are not already, please subscribe, rate, review, your love powers this machine. Shouts to SharpSide.com and the Rotor Grinders family. Need, absolutely need 5-0 and this week. Until then, we'll see you next week. Peace! Don't drink and cap.